Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Happy 888 Lionsgate Portal. I am pumped to be sharing with you what is going on with this portal today, what's going on in the cosmos, and get you the entire rundown of the history, how to spend today, things like that. So let's jump into it. So if you've already subscribed to my newsletter, then you have an idea of what we're talking about today, but I think there's going to be some extra detail here in the podcast that's going to be helpful. If you haven't already subscribed to my Moon News newsletter, you absolutely should because we talk about so much detail when it comes to new and full moons, Mercury retrograde, and Stargate portals such as the Lion's Gate. So I'll leave a link below so that you can sign up for that and get all the goodies on manifesting your dream life, how to take care and nurture your inner child, how to help soothe your ego, and all those beautiful tools that you'll need to get through your awakening and your ascension process. But today, August 8th, is the Lionsgate portal. It's the peak of it specifically. And a little bit of history about the Lionsgate portal is this portal, this gateway, goes back to the civilization of Mesopotamia. So thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And this Stargate portal was noticed whenever the civilization started seeing that a particular star was only visible from July 26th to or through August 12th every single year and this was an eight-pointed star that they had a different name for and it's the star that we know in the common era as Sirius and Sirius is a planet that's known as our spiritual sun as it relates to the earth because Syrians are very very also not to be confused with planetary Syrians from Syria (laughs) Um, but Sirius the Intelligent beings on Sirius are known as Syrians, S-I-R-I-A-N-S, are very, very evolved beings. They exist um, from the seventh dimension onward. They do not exist in forms of duality. They're a very, very interesting species. They help a lot with the ascension of the planet. Um, And so their light codes and their transmission to Earth and their planet as a whole is known as Earth's spiritual sun. And so this Lionsgate portal is when this eight-pointed star, Sirius, aligns with the Earth. It's often disguised with its place in um, the, the cosmos. We often can't see it because our sun kind of blocks it out. Um, you might not exactly be able to locate it visibly. You'll, you'll always be able to locate it with using like stargazing apps and things like that. Um, But this time of year, from July 26th through the 12th of August, you can see Sirius. And it should be visible all around the world. Um, I will update you on that on my Instagram sometime this week and let you know because I I tend to take a peek at the constellations and everything like that for many, many nights throughout the summer. So I'll let you know if I can see it. If you're wanting to locate Sirius, it's found at the bottom left of Orion's belt. So the constellation Orion on the bottom left of it is the constellation of Canis Major or Canis Major. I think it's Canis Major. I'm not really correct, sure on the correct pronunciation. 
Um, and here you'll find both Sirius A and Sirius B planets. Sirius A is the planet that we're mostly discussing. Sirius B is a like a considered a dwarf planet, I guess, in terms of how like humans would, I guess, categorize it. But to me, they're just both really high vibrational planets. So there's a lot of talk about portals, right? I see, and I, I started... I shared last week on my Instagram stories someone else's TikTok of like how she doesn't believe 99.9% of the astrologers, quote unquote astrologers on TikTok because they're pretty well talking out of their ass. And I shared it because I honestly couldn't agree more with her. You guys on this podcast have heard me talk or reference quite a bit about fake woke TikTok or like the fake woke movement of basically people who have gotten their first dose of awareness and think that they are ready to be guides. And again, I'm not saying that they're not meant to be guides, but there's a lot to learn before you can, um, you're not, you don't, you don't choose the role. The role chooses you is kind of how I want to put it. You don't decide, oh, I'm going to be a collective guide. The role comes to you. And I think that's the key of importance here. And I shared that, especially because with this portal, I see so many times throughout the, the year, oh, March 3rd, it's the 3-3 portal. Oh, July 7th, it's the 7-7 portal. Those don't exist. <laughs> you can't make a portal just because of numeric alignment. Now, am I saying that those people can't use those days as like numeric potency and use the numerology to their benefit? Absolutely not. You know how much I love numerology. I literally just did like two or three podcast episodes on it. I fuck with numerology so hard. But portals or gateways as they're called, I prefer to call them gateways, they have very little to do with the numbers. Um, they have a lot to do with the planetary alignments. So just like during the 8-8 portal, we align the planet, our planet aligns with the planet Sirius, we have a second portal throughout the year, and this is a very common one. This is the 1111 portal, which, yes, also happens on November 11th. But the 1111 portal is not just because of 1111, although the numerology is quite important. The 1111 portal um, is a really big activation for 5D energy, and it actually works in alignment with the constellation Pleiades, who is more or less our like guiding trajectory when we think of how the divine feminine awakens and the divine masculine follows that lit path and evolves himself through his inner feminine as the divine feminine is enacting her spiritual life in her inner divine masculine things like that that balance within the the self of the polarities of the self we are very much the like i mean earth is a more feminine planet but we are very much like the Pleiades is like the earth's divine feminine and the earth is like the divine masculine, like following in her light. Um, and the reason I'm kind of comparing it that way is just because it's kind of like Pleiades has lit the path for us and earth is following because a lot of earth is very, very similar to different planets in the Pleiades. Like it's actually really weird how similar it is. Like even the type of life forms in the Pleiades are quite similar to earth so and we we look most like pleiadians with the bipedal um kind of human looking 
makeup that we have, right? We do have Pleiadian DNA within us all. So um, the, the 1111 portal is associated with the alignment of earth and the Pleiades and the Pleiades sends down a lot of light codes, um, particularly on that day. They're always helping earth, but uh, particularly um, during that time period in November is very, very strong. It's also the 1111 portal uh, works very much with Uranus and Jupiter, our planets. So it's all about the planetary gateway. Now, in technicality, we do celebrate a third um, portal on April 4th, but this is more like a commemoration of a portal of a gateway because there was a lot of stuff going on on April 4th, 2020. There was like massive cosmic alignments, conjunctions and things like that that took place on April 4th, 2020, which created the 444 gateway. Those planets don't come into alignment or conjunction anymore um, on that particular day but that day in 2020 did mark the beginning of the great awakening that we are now experiencing in full thrust on planet earth so technically we have two portals every year we have the commemoration of a third on 4-4 there are no other gateways there are solstices and there are equinoxes and those are completely different those are like these opening periods of calmness in the cosmos specifically the winter solstice is very very calm seven days and seven days before and seven days after solstice there is the summer solstice which brings in a lot of solar flares and light code activations and then there is the fall and spring equinox and the spring equinox marks the beginning of a new year january 1st i apologize it is not the new year it's a man-made construction of the Gregorian calendar. Um, and the fall equinox is really this like rebirthing period, moving us into the void um, of, of, I don't want to say of space. It's not really that. It's the void of consciousness where we go to rebirth ourselves. We start tuning inward more and we start letting pieces of ourselves fade out and transform into what we are truly meant to become in those parts of ourselves. So That's what it is when it comes to gateways, solstices, and equinoxes and things like that. If you see someone doing like a 1-1 portal, a 2-2 portal, a 5-5 portal, they're not portals. They're just, you could have that every single day of the, like every month, right? Like it doesn't make it special. It's the planetary alignments of gateways that make them really special. So the 888 portal, the Lion's Gate Uh, or gateway is named such because of the peak alignment between the eight pointed star whose energy hitting the earth peaks on the 8th of August. So that's why it has 888 in the portal, not 88 portal, which most people online, you will see refer to it as the 88 portal. They're just missing a little bit of history there. Now, a personal take that I have on the 888 portal is a bit of I guess, cosmic irony because Sirius is the sign of the dog and Leo is the sign of the lion or the cat. And I personally, in my own perspective, take this as a play on understanding polarity. The Lion's Gate portal is all about opening up your mind, your third eye, and seeing the duality that has consumed the planet, seeing in truth those who are responsible for it, maintain it 
And it gives us an opportunity to ascend further to connect with the source of unity, right? Unconditional love so that humanity can return back to that state of oneness with the divine, which will ultimately lead to the earth and humanity's mass ascension of consciousness, which allows us to become part of the galactic community. Which I know if you're, if this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, I really, really urge you to go back and listen from the beginning because this is a very esoteric type of episode, but nonetheless, I welcome you to our community. Um, So I think it's just really interesting that Sirius and Leo kind of create this connection here. Um, You know, the, the dog would be associated with like the third dimension and the cat is associated with the ninth dimension. The reason being dogs only exist in the third dimension, not their souls, don't worry, just their bodies. <laughs> and cats live in nine dimensions, which is why you hear that cats have nine lives. So I just think it's really, really interesting. And then interestingly enough, the number that, like the median number between three and nine is six, the three, six, nine manifestation, like, exercise I guess 369 Nikola Tesla but also the sixth dimension is where you begin to release duality you see it for its truth and you release it and you can choose different timelines to live in because the sixth dimension rules all the um, parallel timelines or possible timelines for the um, fifth and third dimensions so I just think it's really interesting and of course there's um, maybe people who wouldn't see it that way, but that was personally something that I took from that understanding, studying the stars and um, my my connection to the divine and understanding, you know, the release of duality on earth. Um, a lot of people, I put up a question box um, last week, which is why you should follow my Instagram, shameless plug. If you're not following me on Instagram, go and do so. It's at madsmess, M-A-D-D-S-M-E-S-S. You'll get a whole bunch of fun times over there. Lots of interesting content coming your way for August. Lots of astrology related stuff too. But I got asked in the question box, like why this portal is so important and a few other questions that we'll go through. This portal is the most potent for manifestation. I am not one who says if it's a new moon, you have to manifest or nothing will come true. Or if it's a full moon, you have to release and nothing will come true. Do I think when you can or when, not when you can, I think when you feel intuitively guided, you should work with the moon in that way. But working with the moon in that sense is um, often related with 3D magic or witchcraft, which is 3D magic. And I think that a lot of people, at least people that I know, are like moving away from this because we're not involved in the 3D. Like we don't need 3D tools and 3D mechanisms to manifest in the 3D. I think a lot of us are starting to use higher dimensional practices because we're already vibrating in the fifth dimension or higher. So I think if you want to follow the moon and you want to take part in that, by all means, go for it. But you really don't need anything other than your mind. And that is something that I've learned a lot through my journey. I went through a a phase where I thought that I needed candles and twine and, you know, carvings on my candles and burning letters and herbs to create my manifestations. I think if anything, for me personally, I think that actually created like more resistance 
because I was relying again on something other than my own consciousness to create my life. Um, obviously I was putting my intentions into those things, but I, I stopped working with that a, a while ago, a very long time ago. And I've seen more benefit from using higher dimensional forms of alchemy to manifest. But anyways, that's a little side tangent in case anyone is curious about that. So my point with saying all this was that you don't need the new moon to manifest and you don't need the full moon to release. You should really follow your own internal compass. And if you're someone who menstruates, you should actually really be following your hormonal cycle because your period is a really great time for release. Your body is literally physically releasing and your ovulation phase is amazing for manifestation. Like it is, it's the time to collaborate with the universe. So you should also be working with that or could also, you know, you should, I'm not going to tell you you should be doing anything. Um, I guess shoulds are, are my own personal pieces of advice for you. But in terms of why this portal is so potent for manifestation is because Leo is the fifth house in astrology. So whenever you're born, your ascendant dictates, the time that you're born dictates your ascendant and your ascendant dictates where the zodiacs fall in your chart. So the fifth house is known as the house of creativity and of creation and also the inner child. And that is the representation of Leo as well. So if you were to be born whenever Aries is in your ascendant, chances are Leo is in your fifth house, depending on the degree. If you're born in the last 10 degrees of Aries ascendant, then it might not be. If you're born in the first, I want to say 20 degrees, then it probably takes up a dominant space of your fifth house. So Leo is, like I said, the creator, divine creation from the state of pure alignment. It's very, very creative. So creativity is a key component here. And everything that we create in this physical life, including children, comes from our fifth house and the influence of Leo in our birth chart. And it's really, really fascinating to see this. I've been able to use the fifth house to predict the genders of people's children, it's a huge focus point on how someone can go about creating their life. So um, whenever you look at like human design, you can also look at someone's fifth house. And I've done this in a couple of recent readings of being able to tell if like someone's a reflector or a projector or a man gen or a generator, things like that, because it's literally in your fifth house. So I think it's really interesting how human design and astrology are literally like complementing each other in that sense like everything that you can find in human design you can find in astrology it's wild I don't know if you can find everything that's in astrology and human design because I haven't studied human design but I would imagine that there's a lot of connection there so if you want to see how this moon is going to affect you creatively and emotionally you're going to want to look in two places of your chart you're going to want to first see where leo is because this is where the sun is and this is where the peak of this gateway is taking place for you now you're also going to want to see what's going on in your fifth house do you have planets like chiron lilith um, Saturn in your fifth house because if so this portal is going to be a really good time for you to see where you felt restricted fearful anxious um, where you've been held back from past traumas um, from creating the life that you want to live if you have planets like Jupiter Neptune Venus Mars in your fifth house um, also I'm saying fifth house but this could also go for where Leo is in your chart take take them both um, as they resonate 
then you're going to have a really, if you have these more benefic planets in your fifth house or in Leo, you're going to feel a lot of expansion. You're going to feel the need to take action. You're going to feel really focused on enjoying life, having fun, making money and things like that. If you don't have any planets in Leo or your fifth house, don't worry. It just means that the house or the sign is acting in its natal energy. So it's not a bad thing. If anything, it's, it's very neutral. Now, a really big PSA that I want to give here, and it does have to do with what is circulating, unfortunately, on TikTok, is using whole sign charts. A lot of people are promoting this on TikTok, and it makes literally no sense because if you if you go on astro-seek.com and you pull up your birth chart and you put in the time that you're born, you're going to see that you're born at a particular time and your ascendant is at a particular degree. Whenever, you, and this is using typically what's known as tropical sidereal time um, and the placidus system in the astrolog astrological charts. You'll see that below. You don't even have to select it. It's going to be the default on this website. Whenever you move to whole sign charts, you're basically saying that your ascendant is at the zeroth degree, not anywhere from 1 through 29. And this is a problem because you weren't born at the zeroth degree of the sign, right? You were born at a particular degree. And the reason is that degrees are so important. They talk about your maturity in this sign, not your like human maturity, but like the maturity of the sign and how it impacts you. And it completely separates where the zodiacs are completely differently in your chart. The sky is not built on perfect 30 degree angles of each um, constellation of each zodiac sign because of the axis that the earth is on so you should have houses that are smaller looking in your chart and then others that are bigger looking it's just how it works and i i really 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 advise you not to use whole sign charts because let's say you have venus conjunct your midhaven so in the ninth house, and let's say your midhaven is at the 11th degree of your ninth house, okay? And Venus is at the 10th degree. Whenever you move to whole sign, that Venus might actually be in your 10th house. And the Venus in a ninth house versus the Venus in a 10th house, massively different, dude. Massively fucking different. And it actually means something that you were born at a particular time, at a particular degree, with the planets where they are. So if you're going to be checking where Leo and your fifth house, like what's going on in your chart, please, please, please use the Placidus system. Like, please, just from someone who has studied astrology in lifetimes and remembers it like to a T in this life, stop using whole sign. Whole sign, I'm just going to say it, it's a method for people who don't fully understand degrees in astrology or just really don't understand astrology at all and can't conceptualize why you would have one sign in different houses. And it says a lot about the behavior of a chart and using whole sign says a lot about the maturity of knowledge of the reader. So little frustrating tangent there, but please use the Placidus system. So this gateway is really important for and so potent it's not necessarily important but it's so potent for manifestation because leo is all about creation so this is a really ideal time for new projects new creations um, new business ventures anything new that you want to start developing or release it's a really really good time for 
it's also a very, very, very rich time for getting pregnant. So if you've been wanting to get pregnant, start trying like now. Um, maybe you shut my podcast off first, please. <laughs> Um, but it's a really great season to get pregnant. It's a really great gateway to get pregnant with. If you're not wanting to get pregnant, I would really recommend for the month of August that you be extra, extra careful because there are souls who are ready. And if you're contracted to have kids in this life, like they are ready, my friend. Um, but this gateway and Leo season and Virgo season of August are really actually great times for new relationships and engagements as well. I will note that I believe as of Tuesday, the 9th, we are, I think, officially in Mercury's shadow period for it's our next retrograde, which begins August 29th. So basically what I'm saying, if you're going to start a new relationship, do it before August 29th or wait until October because starting relationships in Mercury retrograde is just like not a good omen. I'm probably going to do a podcast episode on that or I'll probably create like a little reel or TikTok on that or something. Um, and I'll explain why that is. I don't want to get too strayed from today's conversation. I tend to do that. Um, but yeah, this month is up until the 29th is really great for creating new life for new relationships and engagements. So do take part in that if you feel called. The other thing is there were a lot of questions on if like if you're unclear on what to manifest, like because you don't know what you want or you don't know what to manifest or how to manifest, like what you should be doing. Listen, if you're unclear on what you want to manifest or what you want in life, you have some healing to do, right? And I don't say that in like a bad way. It's just you need to figure out what you want. And oftentimes you don't know what you want in life because for so long you've been someone that you aren't authentically. And it's not to say that you're not happy with life. It's not to say that you're not yourself and not being yourself. But it means that that more core, deeper version of you hasn't been tapped into for a very, very long time. And that means that you need to reconnect with that part of yourself to discover what you want. So I'm going to link two of my meditations below. The inner child meditation is going to really help you with this because it's going to connect you with your life force center, your sacral chakra, which allows you to create the life that you desire. Your inner child is your creative force. So that will be really good for you if you're struggling to figure out what you want. And then... Also, my higher self meditation will be really helpful for those of you who kind of have an idea what you want, but aren't sure if you're in, if it's in alignment with your highest self. Honestly, though, like what I can say is if you want it and it doesn't seem possible, it's because your soul planted that seed in your consciousness. And it's something that you're remembering basically from your soul contract that you created. So if you want something, you're meant to have it. Obviously, if it's not on an ego level, right? Like you can't manifest particular people. At least I very much advise against that because it violates the law of free will and that's not something that you want to take part in. Trust me. Um, and it's not really material focused. Um, it's more so experience, freedom, and peace focused. So as long as your desires come from wanting to have that freedom, and that can include financial freedom. I'm not saying that it shouldn't, but it's like, if you're trying to manifest like a Balenciaga, actually, I don't even know what that is. That's like coming to mind. That's really weird. I know it's a brand, but I don't really know what they sell. It's not that you want the Balenciaga. It's you want something. It's you want the emotional effect that will come from it. And so the emotional effect is what you should be manifesting, 
not through the material method. Anyways, I hope that makes sense. And then, yeah, if you don't know what you even want, definitely do the inner child meditation. It's really going to help you connect to this part of yourself and I think will help you bring a lot of clarity by healing inner child wounds because if you don't know what you want, it's because, like I said earlier, like you've been living a little bit estranged from your core self and that's likely because everything that you wanted, you were told or convinced or now believe that you can't have for some reason. So you don't even know what to want because the thing you actually want, you feel like it's not possible. Another question that came in was regarding specific themes on what you should focus on manifesting like love, money, career, or if you should keep your manifestations general. This is my advice anytime you're manifesting. You should manifest what you feel intuitively inclined to manifest with or for. If you want to manifest love, manifest love. If you want to manifest money, manifest money. If you want to manifest career, manifest career. If you want to manifest all those things and then some, go for it. The only thing is that you need to make sure that you're manifesting these things, again, from alignment of your higher self. So again, whenever we manifest love, if you're looking for love to fill a void within yourself, you're not manifesting it from alignment. You're manifesting it from a lack and woundedness. If you're manifesting love because you want to share and exchange love with someone, you're manifesting love from alignment. If you want to manifest money, then you're really manifesting freedom, right? There's, I forget where I read this, but it was basically like stop manifesting money in the sense because money is not the how because money gets you the how right so it's not money you want it's the dream house you want to buy with the money so not to say I, I I still think people can manifest and should manifest for money but I think that just taking that approach is a little bit it's it's an interesting approach to take um like what do you want the money for focus on that and manifest that rather than the money. Because the universe, when you're manifesting money, you can ask the universe, okay, I want $10,000. Okay, why do you want $10,000? Oh, well, I need to pay for this course that I want to take. Why do you want the course? Because it will give me X, Y, Z benefit. Okay, why do you want X, Y, Z benefit? Because X, Y, Z benefit will allow me to benefit so-and-so and this and that in my career and this person and that person and humanity. So, Take that how it resonates for you. But the, the universe really wants to know why you want money because it wants to know what you're going to do with it. And then in terms of career, I think that's pretty straightforward. You know the career that you want, um, so go for it. But anytime that you're manifesting, sorry, I need to grab some tea here because my throat is starting to dry out. Sorry about that, guys. I've had my AC on literally for three days straight, and I think it's just drying out my throat and everything. It's been so hot here in Montreal. It's been like 40 degrees even at nighttime. I think 40 degrees is like 100 Celsius or very, very close to uh, 100 Fahrenheit, sorry, like very, very close to if not. Um, so thank you for bearing with me. But yeah, back in terms of manifesting, I always, always recommend being as detailed as you can. Whatever it is that you're manifesting, I really recommend avoiding being general because think of it this way. If you ask the universe, you're manifesting a car, but you just say, I just want a car, you might get thrown a 1990 piece of junk that's going to last just six months. But if you manifest 
a Range Rover with tan leather interior, tinted windows, and whatever else car things do, (laughs) Um, then the universe is going to deliver you exactly that. I learned this from Lior Alexandra. It's like ordering at a restaurant. When you say to your waiter or your waitress, hey, I'm going to take this, but I'm going to do this, 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 and this with it or instead, you don't just say to the waiter or waitress like, hey, like I'm just going to have a meal. I'm craving chicken when they have five different types of chicken on the menu, right? Sorry to all the vegans listening. Um, You want to be as specific just like you're putting in an order at a restaurant. And then the kind of second component that comes with this is whenever you put your order in at a restaurant, you aren't asking the waiter or waitress every 30 seconds, every minute, every five minutes, hey, are you guys working on my food? Hey, is my food almost done? Is it almost here yet? Am I going to get my food? It's the same thing with manifestation. You need to put your order in as detailed as possible and know that it's being created and it's coming to you in perfect time, just like your food at a restaurant. And sometimes at a restaurant, things take a little bit longer and sometimes things come really quickly. It all depends on the process it takes to make what you want. And bigger manifestations sometimes take a little bit of time. But the other thing with bigger manifestations is you'll feel them coming for a lot longer than smaller manifestations. I learned about this as well from another creator. Big manifestations, things that are going to be so powerful and so beautifully life-changing, they are like the sun rolling towards you. You can see and feel that shit from literally light years away. I'm pretty sure the sun is like light years from us. You can feel and see that light years away coming toward you, right? But a manifestation that is going to be maybe less impactful, still really great. Obviously, you still really want it, but maybe is the size of a basketball, you're not going to feel it coming until it's maybe like 100 meters in front of you, right? Or like a few feet in front of you. So really be mindful of that. Sometimes you're going to feel a manifestation coming and coming and getting closer and getting closer. And you're going to be like, well, God damn it, where is it? It's because the manifestation is so big. It's just t- like you're feeling it way before it's coming, if that makes sense. And smaller manifestations you might not feel until they're pretty much like in your hands. So Just have trust. Everything that you want, your soul and the universe wants for you. That is one thing I can say with absolute certainty. I have studied soul contracts. It's been my specialty on the earth side in this life and on the spirit side for as long as I can remember. I've done a lot of work with that and I can tell you that the things that you truly desire, especially the ones that don't feel possible, they are so uniquely yours for a reason and it's because you as your soul, your highest self, has planted those seeds for you and wants you to water them and build that garden and create that life for yourself. So know that your manifestations are a thousand percent possible. You just need to believe that they are and you need to believe that you're worthy of them. And if you're not sure how to manifest with this manifestation portal, make sure that you're subscribed to my newsletter. I'm going to be resending the newsletter I sent out for the manifestation portion of the Lionsgate. And I will send that to new subscribers as well as you sign up for the email. There's four different ways that you can like do little manifestation exercises as well. So I have that available for you in the newsletter. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk to you all about 
was that this manifestation portal is going to be really, really strong when it comes to all that Sagittarius represents, just because the moon will be in Sagittarius at the 25.55 degree of Sagittarius um, from midnight onward. Obviously, the degrees will progress throughout the day, but it's going to be in Sagittarius, the moon and the sun in Leo. And so Sagittarius is the philosopher. It's very, very spiritual. It's very connected with writing and astrology. So I really do recommend like writing manifestations today um, for the gateway and for everything that you're desiring, like whether it's gratitude letters or just like journaling on everything. I have, again, all of that listed in the email, but it's going to be a very philosophical kind of day. So just make sure you're um, aligning your energies and be very, very mindful of the words that you speak this day. Um, And for the remainder of the portal, even honestly, just be very, very mindful of the words that you speak because they're going to have a lot of power. Words are spells and uh, they have a lot of vibrational weight to them. So just be very, very mindful of that and enjoy manifesting. And if you don't feel like manifesting, you don't have to. But it is like it's the one day of the year where I'll say like if you don't want to manifest at all for the next 12 months, that's fine. But manifest during the Leo um, Stargate because it's really, really potent. So if you don't want to manifest for the next 12 months, don't, but just maybe work with this uh, energy so that you can call in everything you want for your highest good. So that is where I'm going to leave all the information. I just saw 222 on the recording, so I feel like that's a perfect place to leave it. And if you guys have any questions, make sure that you subscribe to my email because you're going to get everything answered in that. I promise you it's such a lengthy email. You're going to get everything in there and uh, give me a follow on my Instagram at madsmess. It's linked below underneath socials and you'll be up to date with everything as we close out this Stargate portal from now until August 12th. So I hope you have an amazing day manifesting. Happy Lionsgate portal. And I really sincerely hope that all the good things that you are manifesting come true for you. I'll see you in the next one. Go be your divine self. You got this. I love you. Thank you.